0: In your opinion, what is an X Factor? Like, how do you categorize an X Factor? I'm a sports fan. And so I grew up a Bulls fan, Michael Jordan, uh, Scottie Pippen, you know, all those teams. And the X Factor, like for that team, was your Horace Grant, your John Paxton, you know, type players. And on, like, let's say, the 89, 90 Detroit Pistons, it was like Dennis Rodman. Vinnie Johnson, you know, those type of players, they're not your your superstars. You know, they're not your your main key guys that the team is built around. But those X factor players are pretty much like the glue. They are what makes the team super, you know, like super teams today in uh, the NBA or any sports league. The super teams, they're made of your highlight players, but it's really the the other the other players, your X factor players that really make a team super like the Golden State Warriors of, you know, the last five years. Like you, you had you had Clay, you had Steph Curry, you even had Kevin Durant, you know, there for a few years. But the whole X factor, which made that team, in my opinion, super was Draymond Green. He wasn't your your sexy player that had all the stats and the game was just all beautiful. But what he brought to the table put an extra put that power on the powers that they that Clay, Steph, and K.D. had, you know. And I want to get into what I believe is the X factor for us believers. The X factor when it comes to you know us being believers and being in Christianity. Like I always had this question in my mind, like why aren't we corporately? As believers, not living the head and not, you know, why aren't we above and, and not beneath corporately? That is obviously you have plenty of Christians, plenty of believers that are living above that curve that are living like the Bible says, uh, that we need to live. But corporately, it's like we're not there. It's always something bringing us down or something that we have to debate and, you know, have this. Dr- knockout drag out fight like that whole thing is you know is 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 questionable like you like why is it and it came to me just this past week i followed marcus rogers on on his social media platforms and also on his youtube he had a video you know talking about alan parr um he's another youtuber uh, a christian youtuber i guess he he what it, he debates and critiques other people that he believes that are in an error, and that he believes that they are leading people astray. Whatever that is, that uh, preachers, you know, whatever's in the the public eye, you know, pop culture, whatever. And so, Alan Parr had an issue with Marcus Rogers' view on speaking in tongues and and that whole thing, and. You know, I was going looking at the back and forth, looking at the comments, you know, everybody just going in on the comments. Oh, so and so. He's a false teacher. Marcus Rogers, this he's a false prophet and all that. And, you know, this kind of like this. This is the reason this is the reason why corporately as a whole, as a body of Christ, we cannot be fully on like the reason why we can't be in corporately be above and and not beneath why can't why can't we just be you know displaying the full power that we're supposed to have because half of us you know believe and speak in tongues the other half you know don't believe so i'm here to talk about the x factor which actually the benefits of praying in the spirit praying in your heavenly language praying in tongues this is i believe is the key for the actual power to really be lifted on the body for us to really take it to another level. OK, now praying in tongues, for one, it allows you to speak directly to God. In first Corinthians 14 2, it says, for if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the spirit, by the power of the spirit. But it will all be mysterious. Also, praying in tongues keep you in tune with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 4. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. See, tongues is a gift from God. It allows you to pray the will of God by empowering, by the empowering of Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, you are yielding to the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Then you're allowing the same Spirit to pray through you. So that we are in tune with God, with the father and praying in tongues strengthens your spirit. As in 1 Corinthians 14 4. a person who speaks in tongue is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Praying in tongues builds you up spiritually and helps you live a spirit led life. Praying in tongues. Also, it allows you to pray even when you don't know what to pray. Now, this is key. This is this is for me, like this is Trump's every other benefit in my in my view, in my perspective, just because dog, like who doesn't is so many things in life that you're frustrated about, that you're mad about and that you can't conjure up the words to really pray, pray to God. You like you just you just don't know. And so praying in the spirit, praying in your heavenly language, praying in tongues, you know, this allows us to do that. Like I can't, I'm married with four kids. Like I can't pray everything that's in my mind to the Lord. Like a lot of times I just need to get down, get in the shower or go drive or something and pray in the spirit, praying in the spirit, because I don't know it all. I don't know what I don't know. And so me actually praying in the spirit, you know, that will actually get way more done than me just saying some words that I can think of in my head that I believe God, you know, wants to hear or that I think that I need. You know, that's in Romans eight twenty six. 26, says, as the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And praying in tongues is a weapon against the work of the enemy, the work of the devil. And that's in Mark sixteen fifteen through 18. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new t- languages. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. See, Jesus proclaimed several things that would happen to those who follow him and continued his work. Speaking in tongues is one of those. And it allows us believers to stand against the work of the enemy. And when we go through when we go through this and when you look at just the 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 two biggest debates in the body, you know, because everything obviously the the enemy, the devil tries to, he roars like a lion. He his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. The biggest debates in the church is what we have now are pretty much tithing. You know, you got one half that, that's on it, one half that's not. And then the tongues, one half that's on it, one half that's not. You speak about these two things to the wrong people that don't, you know, believe in that vein. An interesting conversation, depending on who it is, probably maybe even an argument, you know. But I do want to say this, speaking in tongues And what I'm saying is not a heaven or hell issue. It's not even a salvation issue. You can you cannot speak in tongues and still have the salvation and, you know, Jesus still be the Lord of your life. So this is not a if you don't do this, you're that don't mean that you're you're not saved. Like that doesn't mean that I've never been a believer of that, but it's just another benefit to actually being saved, having that salvation for the Jesus being the Lord of your life. So it's, it's added to that. Like, just like I was saying with the X factor, like with, with any team, you know, with the body of Christ, you need, you need your superstars. You need your, your team to be built on your superstar players. Right. And your superstar players in this context, what I'm talking about is okay. Your superstar, Michael Jordan. Okay. That's Jesus in your salvation. You know, then you got your, let's say your Scottie Pippen or your secondary, you know what I'm saying? That's okay. Faith, you know, faith, which is the word of God that we need to use in order to operate in this new system, in this new government. So we need the two superstars, you know, and if you have those two right there, you doing great, you know what I'm saying? You're doing good. But with any other team with, you know, if you want to to be elite if you want to be dominant if you want to you know have that extra power on that team to to really put you to another level that you couldn't ever ask or think you need that glue you need the thing that brings everything together to create the holes that need to be filled for that super team and that those holes are the benefit of speaking in tongues and using your heavenly language like we need that in order for us to really skyrocket to the next level. Like it's all about money, power and respect, right? If you look at even in the world, like just think about this. The devil is so crafty and he does things. So the the two main areas that he is trying to discredit the church and stuff on or have us fighting or have us divided, you know what I'm saying? Like what happens with division? Like you can't. You can't grow if you if you're divided, if you're divided in the family or the church, you cannot grow. You cannot, you know, continue to mature and process the way that we were designed to do. And so the tithing, the tithe is about money. It's about currency. People that that argue about the tithing and stuff is they, you know, it's all about the money. Like we're on this earth. We need currency. We need currency to help finance the ministries, the local churches that we're a part of or that we get fed from. You know, we need that money, you know, but the devil have us split. No, oh, no, it's not about money like it is like, OK, well, you stop. You stop working. You start working. And let's not say it's not all about the money. Like we need the money. We don't need to love it, but we need it in this world because that's the currency that we work on down here. And now with the power, the power The speaking in tongues, you know, using your heavenly language, we're split on that, too. And that's where that's where the power comes at. That's where the super comes in with the natural. So he has a split on the two things that will really give us, you know, pretty much everything that we would need and give, you know, allow the world to respect us, you know, out of the world. never they won't love us, you know, but. If we get the money and power, they don't they don't respect us. But we're so divided on the money issue, which that's a that's a tie because that's the currency. And then we're split on the power thing, which is Holy Spirit with the power and the benefit and the evidence of speaking in tongues. And so when you look at it, it's like he's just crept in there and pretty much has divided us on the two major things that will allow us. To move and be on a on another level to where now the world has no no other alternative but to respect us because once you have the money and the power you you gonna get respect because you running you running things you're dominant you're you're operating you know the way we were designed you know to go and another benefit of it is when we sing in the spirit you sing you know in tongues and you sing in your heavenly language like. Those things matter. Those things take it to another level. Like, honestly, like some of your favorite gospel songs, I mean, truth be told, some of them, they're not scriptural, you know, you know what I'm saying? So whatever feeling that they may give you, that's fine. You know, I believe the Lord is more pleased when we actually use our heavenly language and sing songs with new tongues and, and to do that. Like, those things matter. And in my first episode, I believe on faith and formula, I put out there, you know, I use some scriptures and, you know, I use faith like a tool to get kind of what we wanted, you know, with our kids, with the house. And, you know, and what I didn't mention was just the countless hours that I spent, you know, previously before my wife and kids of just waking up in the morning, praying in tongues, going to church, you know, praying in tongues, having all night prayer you know praying in tongues like those things i believe built up everything that i'm living in now that i'm seeing now i'm seeing the fruit of that you know obviously it did i do see the fruit of it from what i did with scriptures believing confessing and doing all that but that extra power attached to it is what got me to that point got me to what i said i wanted and Because that cannot be, you know, discounted because I don't know exactly I can know in my I think in my mind what I think I want. But the Lord knows me intimately. He knows me like no other. So why not tap into him to really gauge on what I need? What's going on? Like if you're dating, you have a list, which is good. I think you need to have a list. But also, what if you had that power? to speak in tongues and to really use that in a benefit. And that stuff is just working for your good. Now, when you actually praying in tongues, you're releasing, you know, God's purpose and will that you that you don't know that is the Lord only knows here on earth and things are just working for you, you know, for your good. I want to read Isaiah 55, 8, 9. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. my ways are are far beyond anything you could imagine for just as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts in that verse right there and those verses that are read we can tap into that praying in tongues praying in our heavenly language we can we can tap into the thoughts tap into what he really wants for us in our lives and you know truth be told like we don't really know You know what I'm saying? Like we can think we know or somebody can prophesy and say we, you know, did that. But if we have that benefit of praying in the spirit and speaking in tongues, we'll be able to tap into that and bring that here on earth and it it will be created, you know, for us. You know, I'm like, I'm, you know, anybody, I've talked to a few people that have been, you know, against it or I believe that it's out of style or that, you know, that phase of speaking in tongues has passed away. But my thought is those benefits that I named, it allows you to speak directly to God. Like, do you want to speak directly to God? So just, just in a vacuum, just take off the, the mental block of speaking in tongues. Like, just ask somebody, you know, one on one, period. You know, just kind of like an infomercial or something. Like, do you want to speak directly to God? You know, do you want to stay in tune with, you know, Holy Spirit that's inside of you since you do have the salvation? You know, do you want to strengthen your spirit, edify yourself, build yourself up when you're, you know, feeling a certain type of way mentally, physically, emotionally? Like do you want to you want to pray even when you don't know what to pray for? Like would you would you be cool with that? And would you want to have a weapon against the the work of the enemy, the devil, you know, the, a secret weapon that will actually put a stop or help prevent some of the stuff that he, you know, has planned for you? Like, if you put it out there like that, it's like, I don't I don't know anybody or any believer that would be like, no, I I don't want to speak directly to God. I, I, I don't want to be in tune with the Holy Spirit that I chose to, to be inside of me. You know, I don't want to strengthen my spirit. You know, I don't really want to, I don't want to pray when I really don't know what to pray for. Like, I don't, you know, I ain't feeling that. Like, I don't want to work. I don't want to do anything to to go against the work of the enemy. Like I, I haven't met anybody yet. I, w- I will at least say that that will not do that. But the only thing about that, when you put all those things together, is when you say the speaking in tongues thing. That's where ah oh, yeah, see, I I can't do that. That's you know that's that's going too far. You know what I'm saying? I heard that's passed away. Like my thing is, if you're right as as far as saying it's passed away, okay. you're you're right. But let's say you are wrong. Why not give this a go? Why not cover all your bases and really ask the Lord, is this true? Can I have this? If it is, I want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think some people are so stubborn to where they don't even, you know what I'm saying? Want to even give it a go, but just because of customs, what they have heard before, and it's just a stigma in their mind that, you know, I don't want to do it. But if I told you all those five things of, of those benefits, why wouldn't you want to be a part of that? You know what I'm saying? And, and even if you think that it's still not, you know, present, is not real, it is passed away. What if you're wrong? <laughs> what if you're wrong? You know, reach out, you know, talk to God, get that, get that basis down and you know, kind of, you know, getting take get that taken care of. And and what people talk about in First Corinthians, when they're talking about with Paul and he was talking about, you know, it's better to prophesy than to speak in tongues, but he never said, don't speak in tongues. Actually, I believe in yeah, First Corinthians maybe fourteen, he he put a flex on it. I brag, was like, Yeah, I speak in tongues more than all of you. You know what I'm saying? So he wasn't saying speaking in tongues is not it. It is is going away. He was putting a distinction on what needs to be done when we corporately come together in public worship. You know, that's what he was, that's what he was talking about. He wasn't saying we shouldn't speak in tongues. He was talking about when we come together corporately, publicly as a church, like Sundays or whenever you meet as a church, this is how, you know, you need to conduct certain things, you know, because even in First Corinthians, Uh, 14 and 26, this is after all that stuff he was saying with the tongues and the prophecy, he was saying, well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will, you know, so he was summarizing everything else. Like when we meet together in a public worship or in a setting where we gather as believers, this is how we'll conduct ourselves in it. He wasn't saying, no, no tongues, you know, no, he was just like, when you're in something together, this is how you need to treat when speaking in tongues. But tongues is more of a personal thing. It's more of a individual thing to edify yourself, to strengthen your spirit. So when people use, you know, 1 Corinthians 14 to really debunk the whole thing, I'm just like the context of it, you know, is clear. It's not saying both things are true. He is saying it's better to prophesy than that it is. But this is. When we're corporately together as a church, you know, so I just think that the X factor is this. The X factor is speaking in tongues, the benefit of using our heavenly language that in return will put us to another level. Like if you look at the ministries, the ministries that I know I'm a part of, that I'm a partner of Kenneth Copeland Ministries, you know, Creflo Dollar Ministries, uh, my local church here, Breath of Life Christian Center, you know, we operate on a different level you know what I'm saying? And I don't believe it's just, OK, you follow the word and we do this and do that. But it's countless intercessors, people praying in the spirit, praying in English, praying, you know, all that is putting us in a atmosphere that is has no limits. You know what I'm saying? So we have no other alternative but to prosper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we're using the benefit, you know, that is available to us and is available, to, you know, to any believer, you know, so when you make jesus the lord of your life you you get the salvation holy spirit you have holy spirit right there and then you know so this is not a you know you don't have the holy spirit if you ain't speaking in tongues no if you have the salvation if you made jesus the lord of your life you made that quality decision you have holy spirit and so now it's about tapping into what you already have tapping into that holy spirit that's inside of you that will give you that benefit of speaking in tongues the benefit to talk to the lord Spirit to spirit, you know what I'm saying? God is a spirit, so why not speak to him directly through the spirit through mysteries that's not in your mind? You have to turn off your mind and really tap into you know what's going on, and so that can be awkward that can be you can look funny to some people or something, but you'll get used to it i don't it ain't no thing to me now it's you know it's it's pretty natural so but it can be a turn off to your mind because It can be a stigma for what you saw, what you think it is, for what you saw your grandma do and you thought it was spooky or whatever. Like those things, you know, you have to turn that off in order to activate, you know, that benefit that you already have inside of you if you have the Holy Spirit. So we have to, you know, shut our mind off and and turn those thoughts off because as a man think it so is he if you think this is out of style if you think it's not good if you think it's not beneficial or you think you don't need it then there's nothing else and i can tell you you know what i'm saying you have the free will in your mind to make those decisions but if you're open and willing the spirit is ready this is the x factor y'all think about it